This is the Bad Batch on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about the double episode of Season 2 of The Bad Batch, Episode 207, The Clone Conspiracy, and Episode 208, Truth and Consequences. Testify before the Senate. Rampart must be held accountable. Senator, I must insist we leave. It's not secure here. Yeah, he's right. And you don't need me. The evidence you want is aboard Rampart's ship. Check the bridge's command lock. I saved the backup to the social system. Take the senator! Welcome back, fellow Batchers, to TV Podcast Industries. Big double episode this week. We're talking about The Bat Batch Season 2, Episode 7, The Clone Conspiracy, and Episode 8, Truth and Consequences. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Batchers. I'm one of your other hosts, John. And rounding out this trio of Batchers, I am Chris. And rounding out this trio of Batchers, I am Chris. Because it's a double episode. Well done. See what you did there. See what you did there. I'm smart, I swear. (laughs) That is totally going to confuse me when I'm editing. I might have one of those out by mistake and then miss the joke. (laughs) Uh, That's That's happened a lot. That's really hard. So, so fellow Batchers and Baddies, I am probably at least 10% funnier. In real life, it's just Derek accidentally edits out some of my jokes. Six <laughs> percent so funny in real life. <laughs> <laughs> He's measured. <laughs> but welcome back, uh, fellow batches. This is a big episode. Uh, not well, not only in uh, in the length because we have two of them, but uh, but a big episode for the series. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of interesting dark times of the uh, of the Empire discussions in this episode. So. Very much, Derek. You, you you described it best via text to me. What did you say? Mm-hmm. This is this is Andor for kids. Um, yeah, and I think the reason why that's in my head is because when we came back at the beginning of the season, uh, we said we we're going to have some fun with the Bad Batch for season two. It's not going to be Andor for kids, and then they do an episode like this, which basically is exactly that. The same ideas yeah. and concepts are here, but presented in a different way. And it has got the same feeling as the latter end of Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. also. Then the solitary clone episode, episode three from yeah. this season, you know, it's yeah. got that real dark undertone. I mean, you know, we see assassination attempts. Mm-hmm. We see effectively suicide pill yeah. or the modern version of it, you know, so it's very kind of like uh, Hydra-esque. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they've really planted their flag with this season in that we've gotten now three very adult, let's call it adult or mature. Hmm. Episodes, very mature themes, very, you, let's, you can say mature or dark, however you want to kind of, we've had two more story beats, which was the first kind of opening, and then we've had essentially three, not villain of the week, but adventure of the week, Bad Batch goes out and do things. But like, to have that mix is impressive. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I came into Bad Batch season one, not, not in the Clone Wars, not in Rebels. I've kind of caught up on parts of Rebels now. Right. Um, and I, I still dip my toe. I'm gingerly dipping my toe into <laughs> Clone Wars. It, it's definitely a harder thing to kind of dive straight into. But this is very much said from this season. I'm like now like going, okay, again, this is, we're maturing with the audience. 
this is your 12 to 16 year old almost at this point now. Like, again, mm. it's, you have some fun ones for the kid, kiddos, yeah. but like, I don't know if they're going to under fully understand some of yeah. the themes in this part. But I think, I think as we said before, you know, the, the Clone Wars TV show that went on seven seasons, it, it, you know, it garnered its fans and they are here for the Bad Batch. You know, this is the reason why the name of the show was changed to the Bad Batch from Clone Wars. And it isn't Clone Wars season eight. It's because the Clone Wars are open, are over. So you can't have a Clone Wars TV show anymore. So it's yeah. a bad batch really because of that. So this is really season eight of Absolutely. season nine now of, of the Clone Wars. And I mean, interestingly, so. you know, if they weren't hunted enough, I mean, given what happens in these two episodes, mm-hmm. it is like, you know, in terms of the power that is running the galaxy, it is curtains. You know? Well, exactly, exactly. But let's get into it. Let's uh, have our discussion about these two episodes of The Bad Batch. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Please head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com. Subscribe to the podcast there. Or you can find us on any good or villainous podcast catcher just by searching TV Podcast Industries. Uh, you can also send us any feedback to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV Podcast Industries where we have a spoiler post for each of the shows that we're covering uh, which at the moment is The Last of Us. And I think next week we start our coverage of, uh, of Star Trek Picard as well. So uh, lots and lots of shows uh, that we're covering at the moment on TV Podcast Industries, in addition to The Bat Batch. But for this episode, the executive producers for the show are Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Uh, episode 7 was written by Ezra Nachman. Ezra was a, a writer assistant and a writer on all four seasons of Manifest, which myself and John are currently watching. Interesting, at the yeah. yeah not interesting, interesting. I haven't checked that one out. I should check yeah. it. It's really good. Uh, I remember it kind of got lost in the shuffle because everybody thought it was it was a uh, lost clone, but there's um, there's some interesting differences to it. Yes, it certainly has X Files vibes, mm. yeah. um, as well as Lost vibes as well. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's where just not on a vibes. Yeah, it's vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's vibing indeed. But that's where Ezra Notman came from. Uh, the episode was directed by Natalia Villanova, who we've spoken about many times. Yeah. Yep. directed lots of episodes of The Bad Batch. Uh, episode 8 was written by Damani Johnson, uh, who wrote Season 1, Episode 14 of The Bad Batch, and is the co-showrunner of upcoming basketball show The Crossover, which is coming out later this year. Excellent. Yeah. It is, yeah. And the episode was directed by Stuart Lee, who, again, we've talked, yes. we've talked about many times. Uh, Stuart Lee, uh, a regular director for The Bad Batch. Uh, the yes. story editor for the show overall is uh, Matt Mcnavitz. Can't believe it. <laughs> I think he gets the credit for every episode. Yeah, I think, actually, last season there was one episode he wasn't the story editor on. But, uh, that's the one, actually, that's... we should be gasping at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't say his name. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but, John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for The Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 7 and 8? Sure. On the planet Coruscant, Slip and Cade, two disaffected clone troopers discuss their mission with Admiral Rampart on Kamino. Cade reveals that he's shared an ultimatum with the deceptive Imperial Admiral. Either Rampart reveals his part in the destruction of Kamino, or Cade will tell the Senate himself. But a sniper bullet rings out and Cade is silenced, sending Slip on the run. In the Senate, Emperor Palpatine's representative, Mas Amida, warns that following the destruction of the cloning facilities on Kamino and the accelerated aging of the clone army, a new military needs to be formed. Admiral Rampart has a galactic recruitment bill ready to go, but the vocal Senator Rio Chuchi from the Moon of Pantora opposes any new military plan that excludes the reparations for the clone army. 
As the clones have no representation in the Senate, Chuchi reaches out to troopers to offer her help and meets with Slip, who tells her all about Admiral Rampart's hand in the destruction of Kamino. Senator Bail Organa also suspects the premature end of the clone program isn't a coincidence. As Senator Chuchi tries to convince Slip to testify in front of the Senate, the sniper hits his mark again, and Slip is killed. But with the help of former Captain Rex, they capture the sniper and learn he's being created as the perfect assassin as he kills himself to protect Rampart's secret. Captain Rex calls in the Bad Batch to retrieve the damning evidence from Rampart's Venator to confirm his involvement in the attack. When it is revealed to the Senate, Rampart is arrested and Emperor Palpatine seizes his opportunity. With the revelation that the clone troopers are just soldiers who unquestioningly follow orders, he proposes a new age heralded by the Imperial Stormtrooper. Realising that they've played right into the hands of Emperor Palpatine, Senator Chuchi vows to continue her fight against him, and Echo makes the decision to leave the Bad Batch and help Rex, as he can't turn his back on his clone brothers. Yeah, no, I'd like, you know, a lot going on in these two kind of back-to-back episodes. Um, You know, reparations, what do you do with, you know, people with no representation Mm -hmm. there? Um, You know, it's it's really kind of interesting, you know, attempted political assassination, Mm -hmm. you know, military, almost authoritarian dictatorship types vibes coming certainly from rampart um and and ultimately and the emperor, uh, the emperor mm. which i have to say you know in mcdermott who is voicing emperor palpatine is just so good yeah and there is that moment where he's delivering his speech at the end where i was just thinking of the animation in terms of just because his delivery is so specific mm-hmm. As the Emperor, you know, he's really so well known for that voice that he, he manifests for, um, for Palpatine. Yeah. And I was like, do they have to just be really different with how they animate the mouth? Mm. Because, like, he drew, you know, when he talks about the Imperial Stormtrooper, he mm-hmm. just draws out Imperial for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the animation goes with it. So it's yeah. really good. Um, just that matching. I, I mean, I guess it's done by a computer now, but like, well, do you yeah. know what I mean? Or just how it's, it's done mm. is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, to that specific voice that Ian McDermott does. Yeah. Very talented people working on the, on the Bad Batch uh, yes. in terms of animators. The show has looked beautiful since it started last, last season. They've done such a great job, but you're right. It's such a recognizable central voice within uh within star wars and and ian mcdermott is such a great performance as the emperor just such a different twist on him but let's talk about it as we usually do in our blaster points to put a little bit of structure on uh, on the episode right Uh, our blaster point number one do you know i found out today that that's actually Django fett's uh blaster oh wow so you find that out because I was looking for an alternate uh, blaster sound because you guys were complaining that it's a droid sound, but it's actually Django oh, Okay, Fett. yeah, no, it's okay. And that being the one uh, that the original clone has not worked really well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was convinced it was a droid blaster. Anyway, 
Well, our blaster point number one, I think we need to talk about the disaffected clones because we're, we, this has kind of been building throughout the season, right? We've, we've had moments earlier on this season when we've had, um, Commander Cody leaving the, uh, the, the clone army, um, giving up his, his mission and yeah. leaving because he didn't agree with the orders that he's given. And here we have, um, two brand new clones we haven't met slip orcade before as far as i know um and but, but they look familiar they do look very familiar they look very familiar yes they do yes they do um <laughs> but, the face, um, i just can't place <laughs> exactly i'm like oh they can grow facial hair as well excellent mm, yes absolutely. good to know they can go hipster in their <laughs> retirement once senator um Chuchi. I am going to say uh, Stanley Tucci <laughs> at some point with uh, Senator Tucci. Um, but yeah, they can go kind of hipster, yeah. enjoy their coffee that's gone through various bat anatomy uh, as well. Yeah, That's a very specific dig. It is, isn't well it? Really? Done. That is a really specific dig at certain hipsters who like very certain, very unique pieces of coffee. Yeah, But good to know that even in a galaxy far, far away... John is still taking pot shots at certain people. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. There must be. I mean, the diversity that this, um, you know, the show provides, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, I think is really good in terms of the aliens. And just even like now, this is, this is setting, you know, we've seen that kind of stormtrooper program from season one, you know, even the bad batch, that disaffection, that sort of, rebellion within the ranks of the clone yeah. army you know the bad batch are a part of that so i really kind of enjoyed this bringing it deep into the heart of the galactic empire mm-hmm. um and returning and, to curse yeah like we exactly to curse on a very long time yeah D- definitely for, for, i i love this i i love it's slowly just the that opening in the bar where you start to see like slip kind of explaining going oh my god and then you hear the grumbling from the rest of them and i did think it would take longer i thought essentially we would have a kind of a a more drawn out um uh kind of disenchantment Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, from the, the the from the rest of the clones yeah but we hear that there's more and more and more like we yeah. had seen commander Cody and it just seems that it's it, it's very much like an infection they they are but it is growing at an exponential pace but interestingly enough we did hear that the odd clone is going missing mm-hmm. we've yeah. heard that so we now know like there is a program or was a program we'll maybe less so at the end of this to remove potential detractors, potential clone kind of Distance. rebels. Yeah. Dissonance, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and also, it, it's, you know, it's that clone conspiracy. Um, you oh, know, the title of the episode. Well, exactly. Yeah. But, but, in, but in terms of, it, it's, it's kind of twofold in a sense of, it's that conspiracy against them that the clones are feeling that we hear in that conversation of slipping and Cade, uh, in, in terms of, you know, the change that's happening within the new galactic empire. You know, they can sense it. They can feel it that it's there. It's, it's that overarching conspiracy of the machinations of Palpatine mm. and, um, you know, his right, left, 
front and back men, you know, <laughs> in that sense. But it's also this clone conspiracy that's coming, you know, initially that we, we, we think through Rampart in, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, what happened on, on Camino in order to sort of remove this unwanted military now. Yeah. But in the end, you know, it's almost a red herring that the emperor either has planned or has just twisted to his advantage at that time. So it, it's really, it's kind of really good how it works through those different things. And we, we begin with these disaffected clones of, of Cade and Slip, which I really, really liked. It, even just with the assassination of, um, of Cade, mm. I was there going, is that crosshair? I was absolutely very yeah. much just given it was long range sniper. Yep. You're going, is this the mission mm-hmm. that Rampart had talked about right at the end of episode three? Yeah. So that was a real nice bit of just tension here. Absolutely. You know, he's got a, a new uniform, um, very different, you know, so it just, distinguishes him whilst he's doing this um mission this operation for rampart just slightly you know? corrected it just because of the word that you used there the whole point is they have no distinguishing marks um yes compared to the other clones which i think is really interesting so these are bred as assassins and if they get caught they have no number on them they have no distinguishing marks so they can't be found out yeah. and connected back to rampart which i think is really interesting but the the other elements that I really like about this, the questioning that's going on within the clones themselves is because they are soldiers who follow orders. But when the orders don't make sense, when the orders that they've been given um, that are coming from Rampart specifically, actually, over the course of, over the course of this season, those orders that they're having to follow because that's their mission aren't making sense to them. So they're that's where they're butting heads, really, with it. Yeah. So you hear from Cade, it's not that he didn't follow the order that was given to them to he was on the venator when it was uh, when it was uh, above camino and they opened fire took out the cities on camino and the clone factories they did that but now it's being covered up by rampart he's telling a story that uh, that camino fell to a storm even though it had lasted for thousands of years of yeah. storms so for cade he's going hang on a second we followed your order and now you're lying to the senate so that completely butts up against who the clones are and what their belief system is. It, so. it, it is that, but mm. it, it is also, you know, you hear them talking about that was our home. You that know, th- yeah, so absolutely. there is that side of it as mm-hmm. well. But yes, they follow orders. And I mean, that's the critical thing here is this notion that we've heard time and time again from Crosshair is following good soldiers follow orders yeah. w- without question in the case and here now there are increasing number of clones questioning what they've done on various different mm-hmm. missions in particular with the between Cade and Slip around Camino mm-hmm. and the destruction of Camino but with the bad batch with order 66 yeah. you know with um commander Cody with Rex previously mm-hmm. from, you know, the Clone Wars. Yeah. So it, it's it's just done really, really well. And, of course, that whole mantra of good soldiers follow orders comes to bite collectively the clone army mm-hmm. in the ass with the twisting and adapting of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things just about the, about this opening scene that you, you mentioned about the sniper shot, I thought that was really cool, but I loved the kind of, uh, the way Slip gets away. I thought that was a really well shot action sequence or well put together action sequence as he kicks the, the speeder bike, for want of a better word, off the side of the building, follows it down and flies off into the distance as he goes on the run. I thought that was a really dynamic scene. It was yeah, really, definitely. really, really great escape for him. And I definitely worried that he was going to get a bullet through the head at that moment from the sniper. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I thought he was diving for it, and we were about to get a like a shot through the side, mm-hmm. and then it's just whoom, into De- nothing. Definitely, yeah. same thing. One question though, and mm-hmm. just your your opinion. Yeah, why didn't we get crosshair? Like for the, this was mm-hmm. the one at the end of this episode. I was like, because we know the bats are coming anyway, because we're doing this as a two parter. Yeah, like I was like. This was what I thought we were leading to. Yeah. Right. Like, where we, at the end of this episode, where you were getting, like, essentially the, the, the sniper being taken by Rex, mm-hmm. I was like, this is Crosshair. Like, it's 100%. Yeah. Because I was like, this is how the Bats see him again yeah. and how we get all together. And then it wasn't. And I'm like, maybe he comes in later. He's there sent to, to follow up. Mm. But we don't. And if I don't. I'm curious. Do you, why do you, like I know they're maybe saving him for later then in the season, but I was just like interesting. I think yeah, I think what's interesting about the choice here is it actually opens up the world more rather than closing it down. One of the big complaints about Star Wars is you get the same characters all the time, and it's the only people you meet in a galaxy of <laughs> so and in a clone army. Opening it up more and suddenly creating this batch of assassins that were um, that were reporting to Rampart completely dedicated to the cause of Rampart and they don't have any distinguishing features so they could be anywhere and you'll never be able to connect them back to them. I think it's a really interesting concept and a really interesting idea. But you're right. If you just needed a sniper, absolutely. This is where you'd close down the story, bring in Crosshair and the Crosshair versus the Batch happens now. Yeah. But But, I mean, even... But it opens up the story now. it, It does. But even when they infiltrate... To get the the data record from the the Venator class ship, mm-hmm. I still thought we this is where even if it's just from a distance, mm. there was yeah. going to be crosshair uh, yeah. coming in to to stop them, yeah. or that there would be that moment, that face to face moment yeah. again. Because now they've been separated for some time. So, mm. yeah, I was surprised that that didn't happen. And in particular, that it wasn't cross her. But I, I definitely, to your point, Derek, I, I think that is one of the good things. Um, it's just opening it up to, you know, having that different class mm. of clone, yeah. effectively. Yeah. Uh, it's almost the believers like... believers is, yeah. is the concerning uh, side of it as well. It's not just... These aren't just yeah. good soldiers following orders. They're the ones that believe in this idea that Rampart has set in their mind. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, it, it's in the same way of with the assassination droids from, mm. you know, just a nice addition to that kind of... Um, that smorgasbord of droids, you know, that are there. Um, it's, it's like with Rogue One with the Sand Troopers. Or so, you know, just opening up sort of just little interesting variations mm-hmm. on the theme, you yeah. know? Yeah. I just connected where some of Rampart's misappropriated funds went to. Mm-hmm. Literally just, I literally went, ah! Oh! 
he was creating his own batch of assassins clones, and that's where go. the money went weird. <laughs> okay, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, they really should have spelled that one out a bit more. Just going to put that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's where <laughs> I don't think that's where all the money went to, but that's yeah, that that okay, is well, uh, some of the money went there. That is said from uh, from Chuchi though. That's where that's where she connects it herself, yeah. doesn't she? Um, but speaking of Rampart, let's go on to our uh, our blaster point number two. So back on the Senate floor of uh, of um, Coruscant. Thunderous or Senate, Senate air, Senate floor. It's thunderous a thunderous applause. <laughs> yeah, the dome. Of. The dome. The yeah. Senate dome. It's like the Thunderdome. It's just an interesting place to be. And, you know, this does allow us to bring in um, characters we've met before throughout the Clone Wars and throughout the, the Star Wars movies. You know, obviously, Bella Grana being a, being a major character um, throughout the shows. We've seen him in the live action uh Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV show in the past. Um, we've seen him in the Clone Wars many times, and now here he is in the Bad Batch turning up uh, to help out this Senator uh, Senator Chuchi. Um, senator Chuchi actually goes all the way back to season one of uh, of the Clone Wars. Um, she, is, she has been a senator throughout, and she has always been this fighter for justice, this fighter for the small ones going up against um, the Emperor and his, or well, at least Senator Palpatine, I think, uh, as it started, uh, all the way up against the the Emperor now. But it's interesting they brought her in here because, you know, I I did reference this as as Andor for kids. I absolutely thought this should have been Mamothma because she's in the Senate right now. This is around the time that she's still a senator when we meet her at the start of Andor, which is a few years after this, of course. Um, she has been a senator for a number of years, so you would think that you would have Mamothma here as someone that's defending the people, like she, like she always does, like we, like we yeah. have, have met her in the show. But I presume the reason why she isn't is because obviously they're doing much bigger storylines with her over in Andor. So you don't want a moment where she meets up with all of these characters within, uh, within the the Bad Batch yeah. universe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was surprised she wasn't on the floor of the Senate. Mm. Um, in in the those moments that we we see the debates around, you know, reparations mm-hmm. and you know pension plans for the yeah. clones, yeah. um, so they can buy their coffee. Um, it was, <laughs> but I, I'm not surprised that they didn't use Mon Mothma for this storyline because it's too much danger and i think with the expansion of that character from mm-hmm. just simply being around a hollow table yeah. uh, you know a holographic table uh directing generals and, and so on you know she plays it safe yeah. she's very cautious yeah. it is very much about playing the part even though she will defend other people's interests but being a good senator that is trying to be mainstream within Hmm. a changing senate and i think this would have just put way too much light on on Mm -hmm. her um given uh what we see and as i say with rampart effectively giving the assassination clone uh, the order to track her because her and her guards are tracking uh slip Mm -hmm. And effectively to take her out. You know, it, it is a political assassination. Yes. Um, what he's ordering. Yep. Um, whether it's a, you know, whether he's got the authority and the clearance to do that, probably he has, but it's deniability anyone above him. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I'd probably, you're right. I, I just would have expected her in the background at least though. Yeah, um, definitely. Because she is, she is present there and she's probably the most well known now, certainly of the, uh, of the senators. Um, well, to, along that as well, we could have Jar Jar Binks. Like, yeah, we could have. <laughs> or the Ewoks or the ETs. Um, <laughs> Somewhere. They're all in there. Yeah. But I, I, I love how they've, um, delivered this idea of the new Republic Army and why it's important, uh, why they why why they want it to happen. So, just to lay it out a little bit, make sure I've got the I've got the story right in my head. So, effectively, the cloning facility is now destroyed. There will be no more clones being produced to join the clone army. And the other issue is because they needed to have the clones ready to go for the clone war. They aged them up and they've accelerated their aging. So, we now have clones who are aging out of the army. And no future clones coming in to take them over. And they will all age and die soon. So they can't even keep them in the army for much longer. You know, I hear that conversation between uh, Chuchi and the and the clones who are kind of going, well, we've only really been fighting for four or five years, so we can keep fighting. And she's going, no, there is going to come a point very soon where you no longer will be able to. You yeah. will become too old to be able to. Uh, I loved how they laid that out. And now, effectively, conscription's coming in across the galaxy. Um, yeah. That's the proposal from uh, from Rampart, that he will bring in this new order, which will create a conscription-based army. Yes. I also took it that there is also like, it's accelerated aging as well. Not just yes. that they were accelerated from kind of the general, the, the, like the next two years will equal 10 for them almost. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's like, been hardwired into them. So yeah. yeah, exactly. It's something like that. I know we've met four or five of the clans actually uh, in the future who are old men. So, uh, but it's not far enough in the future. It's not 50 years in the future. So, uh, so interestingly, they do, they do age quicker, but it's not, they're not all going to die in two years or anything. Yeah, like yeah that. exactly. So it's like, it's not yeah. like two years equals 10 years, but it's going to yeah. be like two years equals four years, five years. So yeah. it's, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think as well, what I, you know, with the attempt on, uh, Chuchi's life, I mean, first off, actually, I, I was, I was a bit sad that Slip got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the blaster point, because it was kind of the check, it was almost like the shoulder region. And I thought, Oh, maybe he's still alive. I, I, or that, at least that's what I thought when I was watching mm-hmm. the episode. I thought he was potentially still alive, playing dead, mm-hmm. whilst he was out in the open, you know? Um, but I, I was kind of... I thought it was a bit of a shame that he, he got killed, because actually just him and Cade, I just really liked that dynamic. And yeah. I thought these were two interesting characters, just from the very short screen time, yeah. that I'd like to see with Cody and Rex, Yeah, you know? So in that sense... It was a pity Slip got killed there and paid yeah. earlier. But it's one I, of those amazing things, though, with the Clone Wars. Like we've seen hundreds. We as as viewers have now seen yeah. hundreds of individual clones with individual personalities, and still, Dee Bradley Baker, the writers of the show, the creators of of the show, can bring in a new clone for five minutes, and you instantly connect with them. It's probably a, a bit of a shorthand now at this stage because you're wondering what version of clone you're going to see. And they suddenly come in, they introduce them. And you do feel really sad when you lose them that quickly as well. Yeah. They, they do a really good job in the show for that. Exactly. Um, but we get the introduction, um, or the return, I should say, of Captain uh, Rex yes, here. Yes, we do. Um, he's the one that's been in communication with Slip, mm-hmm. his kind of off-world contact coming to effectively take him away from the threat mm-hmm. of this assassination. I like that kind of idea. I don't think it's played 
too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see Slip sort of on his comms link in communication with Captain Rex. Yeah. But I like that idea that Slip is still... He doesn't just escape on that speeder yeah. at the start, that he's being hunted mm-hmm. um, across a Corserant, you know? Uh, so I really kind of like that idea. Um, and I, I like that it was Rex that, that, that turns up here. Yeah. Um, they did do that thing that you know writers in, in writers' rooms love to do, and then marketing departments love to wreck on them, where they go, he's coming, as if the audience doesn't know from the trailer for the episode that was released six months ago <laughs> that it's going to be Captain Rex that's going to be coming. So they do that thing where they try and hide the name of the person that's coming, but we've yeah. all seen it in the trailer. We know oh, it's I Captain didn't. Rex. No, I, I have to say, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I was yeah. expecting this Cody. I was, expe- I was expecting Commander Cody. Well, because... that's literally, I was expecting Cody yeah. because he, he well. went off to do, like... The essentially defected, and I was like, "Well, he probably was just on Coruscant as well yeah. with all these guys." So they're secretly comms. That's so interesting. I guess I'm, I'm probably because I'm writing all the docs and I'm, I'm watching the episodes multiple times and editing. Maybe I'm, I'm a bit closer to the trailers and stuff like that. Then, so uh, my apologies then to the writers. Then they did hide it well. Uh, I just felt it was this is the the moment we're going to reintroduce Captain, uh, Captain Rex. Uh, it was written all over that he's coming. Um, but I did really like the reintroduction of Captain Rex. I love um, that he's effectively saying that that's what he's been doing for the last uh, number of months is working with these clones who've been waking up from what's been done to them. Um, so we will see it. We'll definitely see it. This is this. These are tracks are being laid for what's going on with these disaffected clones and them almost unionizing in a way. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of that from uh, from. Um, Chuchi and what she's trying to unionize with them to get them their pensions and get them their reparations. But there's also another group of them that are forming their own um, opposing army almost to uh, to yeah, what's it, going on. Yeah. And so, it, it, yeah. it's that it's that interesting talk, you know, the talking about in the mid and outer rims, these mm-hmm. insurrections. That's why some of the senators are backing Admiral Rampart's recruitment bill for mm-hmm. this new army of of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the logic but, of it makes sense, and that's the point. That, no, you know, absolutely, but, absolutely. But to, to Bail Organa's point, they never, they never created an army of the galaxy, a galactic army to protect everybody. That was never what was supposed to happen. What was happening was they were under attack and needed a Absol- defense system, absolutely, not a, an overriding army for the galaxy. So, uh, so a, a, again, a good political discussion going on. No, ab- absolutely. And I mean, that was the great thing with Org- uh, Bail Organa coming in, you know, s- sort of almost helping, um, Chuchi, you know, t- telling her to, to look deeper, to mm-hmm. find that clone, um, in, in Slip. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really liked his insertion into these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well, you know, with the clone, these disaffected clones, um, you know, you hear of these insurrections. It is the, these different fragments of the rebellion. And I'm, you know, I am just wondering, will it be in the Bad Batch where, you know, we've kind of, we're getting it in Andor and mm-hmm. to keep that notion of what you said about it's Andor for kids. Is this where we get the rebellion? coalescing together from all these you know individual insurrections or mm-hmm. rebellions that are taking place 
in the mid and outer rims to yeah. uh, this bigger coalesce rebellion like we see in a new hope you know so well yeah it's kind of i'm really interested to see you know we've had saw guerrera previously mm-hmm. uh, from last season whether yeah. he's going to be in season two don't know but you know it's just it's those disparate factions and mm-hmm. i guess with this it it's the focus on the clone faction exactly I'm and not- i'd be really intrigued to know if they form part of the rebel alliance oh well, yeah yeah I mean, they do in some sense, yes, because they're fighting the Empire. We've seen it in other episodes. But, you know, whether they come under Mm. that rebellion umbrella, I'd be really interested to see. Have you guys ever heard that rumor about that? What? That there is a trooper who's on uh, the Battle of Endor, um, the Ewoks planet, that has a grey beard. And looks quite similar. Now, obviously, it was filmed in the eighties, but he does look quite similar to uh, to the clones and to to Django Fett, effectively. So, there's a rumor that that is one of the clones Ooh, that has survived all the way through to Endor. So, interesting. Wow. Yeah. I might have to watch that again now. There you go. Any excuse to watch? Yeah, I was going to say any excuse to watch. I really yeah. want to rewatch them now. Yeah, I might do that this weekend. Um, Jumping in for for me, the interesting in terms of your kind of birth of the rebellion piece, it's we do know from Andor, like there's pockets. It's not yeah. coalesced yet. So Andor mm-hmm. being two years, three years, we're still not a hundred percent. It's a couple of years ahead of where we are now. Um, we 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 know, like I still see that potentially you'll have Sol Guerrera, you'll have the guys from Andor. The main cast, I mean, that pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have one or two others, and then I think what we're going to end up with by the end of the Bad Batch, whenever it ends, with like a unit or some kind of a battalion of clone rebels, mm. descents, yeah. dissenters, kind of who work on this, like Cody, like Rex, mm-hmm. and the Bad Batch, like going essentially and. I, I can really see it being, and I hate to say this, I think we could get a Rogue One at the end of Bad Batch. Maybe. In yeah. that, maybe season three, maybe not season two, mm. but literally, like, when they decide to end it, they could give us this Rogue One-like ending where the guys all go out in a blaze of glory. Maybe. Yeah. To for to to further the, 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 the kind of, the rebels mm. and the kind of the storyline, and we'll, it will beautifully connect into a point that we can't even imagine yet but i think that's how you could do this because we keep seeing these pockets growing mm-hmm. and that is the bigger question that i raised my god back in the end of season one and somewhat into season two which is i don't understand how this is all like we haven't heard a lot of these stories yet yeah kind of because they are as big as they are yeah um and we haven't seen we haven't seen them in the movies or yeah know, yeah so uh, what happens to them is always the question and I think that's that's one of those ones where we, what we mentioned was Ahsoka Tano being introduced as the the uh, character at the beginning of the Clone Wars series and how uh, the story for her what kept a lot of people interested was well we haven't seen her in the movies so what happens to her when does she die basically so and that never happened she never died she was. Uh, she has got a much yeah. more expanded role in the universe now, yeah. um, which, which is the interesting thing. You, you think of the reason why you haven't heard of these characters is because maybe they died, but it's a wide galaxy. So Definitely. let's see where they, let's see where they end up. And it is interesting. You mentioned that, Chris, about, about the Bad Batch joining up with, uh, with the, the, um, the, 
idea, I suppose, of, of Rex and, uh, and Cody getting together with all the disaffected clones, what we have at the end of the episode is actually only Echo leaves the Bad Batch and goes and joins uh, and goes and joins them. These two episodes started with the discussion between Echo and Amiga, uh, where Echo's telling her really about his experience when he was uh, when he was captured and living on on Skako Minor, um, and why he initially joined the Bad Batch. And the episodes, the two episodes, end with Echo giving up his time with the Bad Batch to go and fight for a greater yeah. cause. Uh, whereas the rest rest of the batch go back off, presumably toward Mantel and go up go back about their day-to-day business effectively yeah. so i was so expecting him to give omega his helmet Ooh, right. yeah like i was expecting some form of final bequeathment because mm-hmm. essentially this is giving oh, to a degree until maybe he comes back maybe he doesn't either we the the batcher losing members yeah and omega still is she's a she's a she's a rookie Mm-hmm, this yeah. caller, this she's still a kid, yeah. so you're putting like they're down two members. So I was really expecting something, and I'm hoping potentially we get a time jump then in the future, mm-hmm, um, yeah. because it does age her up then to be a bit more. She's resourceful, mm-hmm. but she's not it's like she's not Echo, like skill level. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be very much mean here. She's a kid, so yeah. I was expecting some kind of bequeathment, and then. You're now. You need to step up. You need to be part of the batch. You're bad, like one of us. <laughs> right. You're yeah. a bad batch. Yeah, and, and I think we're still in the stage of of her uncles and, and her dad taking care yeah. of her, basically. Um, Definitely. But nothing says more that she's a child than how the episode ends. It's such a, a again another lovely choice to have her sitting there holding her teddy after losing another one of her family, effectively. I yeah. think it's a, a lovely way to end the episode. It, it's interesting as well, because I mean... It's a really sad way to end the episode, sorry. You know, like, in a sense, it had been flagged, it had been telegraphed that, mm-hmm. you know, Echo was the one talking about, you know, what they can do mm-hmm. to, you know, sort of resist yeah. and, and confront and help other people, the, help other people yeah. confront the Empire, and so on. But this was still a shock to me. And um, Echo just suddenly deciding to go off with Captain Rex mm-hmm. and effectively the Bad Batch being down to three uh, and plus uh, Omega. Mm-hmm. So four. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, that was still a shock to me. And I, I mean, it, it made sense with some of the conversations we've seen in some of the, you know, mission of the, the week yeah. type episodes of his conversations with uh, Omega yeah. and the fact that, you know, like with um, the last episode where uh, they rescue uh, Gunji, you know, he's the one left at the ship with her mm-hmm. uh, and they're having those moments together. Mm-hmm. So you understand her, you know, distress and upset, you know, with him leaving. But I was still fairly shocked that that happened at right. the end of this episode. So I thought it was a big deal, mm-hmm. ultimately. It certainly is. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, to me, you know, then thinking back, yes, okay, it's not coming out of the blue, but yeah. I just wasn't thinking that that was going to happen. It was going to be the Bad Batch and Echo doing that together. Yeah, yeah. Echo would convince them all to go with him, effectively. But yeah, you're right. You know, it's not it's not coming out of nowhere. You know, there's a point where Echo has realized, you know, going and delivering Nerf Nuggets around the galaxy when when there's people really hurting and the boot is coming down from the Empire. 
yeah, you can use your time better, right? You're, you're trained soldiers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a, a, a big decision and a big moment, uh, for him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think as well, uh, just, I think to close out Blaster Point 2, mm. the other thing actually I, I really kind of enjoyed about, about this and Rampart's sort of involvement in the Senate, uh, as well as everything else was just, the level of pressure that he was getting. And I really, mm-hmm. it was really good to have Palpatine's delegate uh, or representative, Massa Maida, mm-hmm. um, involved here. I just really like that because, you know, you you see him in so much stuff and it's just, he's that kind of silent, stoic person by the side with mm-hmm. that staff next to the Emperor. Yeah. And um, you kind of think if the Emperor does have a bro, that's that's the guy you know that's right. his, that's okay. his friend and um, <laughs> i would say henchman yeah well or <laughs> henchman and it, it's but i kind of like the pressure mm-hmm. that was being put on rampart here you yeah. know in a sense why probably he resorted to saying and take out the senator mm-hmm. uh with chuchi so um, I, I, thought, I just thought it was good to have some screen time with him and him speaking. I mean, more to the point. Yeah. Just the kind of the, you know, you can imagine him reporting it all back to Palpatine. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that Palpatine in that final moment, I guess, moving to Blaster Point 3, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Masamed is almost like the. Uh, the voice of God in the room. It's like, whatever yeah. I say goes, and what I'm saying to you is, if you don't get this right, you're done, Rampart. Mm. Which is, effectively, Blaster Point 3. So yes, Blaster Point number 3. Emperor's new clones? Close. <laughs> close. That's close. Well, not, not clones. Clones, yes, but new... no cigars. <laughs> I like it. Uh, his new Arby, uh, effectively. So the Emperor still gets what he wants here. But Rampart, who has been our big villain, really, for the Bad Batch since the start of Season 1, is now under arrest and taken away. Um, because of what the Bad Batch did, they went and poured a Venator, they got... The um the incriminating evidence to to send him down um that he was responsible for the end of the clone facility and most of Camino the the genocide of Camino basically so uh, so he's being taken away from the Senate um and you've already mentioned the the wonderful performance of Ian McDermott back here in the big commanding role where he sounds like. He's on the side of the Senate. He sounds like he's on the side of all of these people. You hear him going, well, if that's the decision that you want to make, then I agree with it. You know, the proposal that we have here is the right proposal. Given the information that we have, that the clones follow orders, then absolutely, you're right. We should, of course, create our own Republic Army, our own uh, empirical army led by Imperial Stormtroopers. You know, it's this idea that comes from him. He is truly evil. We've seen him as truly evil but the way he explains what he's doing it's as if he's taking the ideas of everybody in the room on board and making the best decision along with them well that's yeah. it it's yeah. kind of it's interesting isn't it because i i thought this was really kind of a unique moment because you know when you're watching episode four new hope and empire strikes back mm-hmm. return of the jedi you know you're only really seeing palpatine with vader yes it is that dynamic it's that relationship mm. you know with the the prequels 
uh, episodes one through to three, it's almost that grooming of the other Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's doing, and it's all done in plain sight because he's he's hidden his identity yeah. and, and so on. Yeah. And you see much more of the senator side of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, with that transformation of what happens with Mace Windu, mm-hmm. and you know, calling it the Galactic Empire, I just thought it was really interesting. Like you say, he is is putting it across as though he is on the side of the Senate, mm-hmm. that he's still that person from the the prequels, the Senator Palpatine yeah. and so on. Uh, because, you know, through episodes four, five and six, you are kind of just going, how are the Senate backing this guy? Mm. You know, and to see that performance, to see how he twists it and so on. It's mm. really good. I know he dissolves the Senate. Opening line um, of New Hope, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> you kind of, up to that point, mm. you're going, how... How did he get to this position? Get to this point. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is a real kind of unique, just sort of moment mm-hmm. in the the this galaxy, yeah. in this storyline um, that we've had. And I, I just thought it was really, really really good absolutely yeah it's the the creation of the stormtroopers Mm -hmm. we literally have witnessed this um although i'll argue one point he calls them stormtroopers and i'm like that is very much the 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 peep show joke where it was Mm. uh the two joke the two men dressed as nazi going are we the bad guys because if you're gonna call your your army stormtroopers i'm like that's not a peaceful kind of empire troopers like you went from clone troopers to storm troopers mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a nice name it's not a good guy name it's not it's, but, but they haven't had nazis in the galaxy far far away so maybe they're not, not uh, noticing uh, stormtroopers okay. as being as being a bad term a triggering yeah. term yeah maybe, <laughs> storm could be like clouds and with yeah. bubbles they they get together and they storm the castle to take it over you know it's yeah. a, I mean, as well, I think it's just really good, certainly, you know, in an animation. So, you know, and or for kids, it's also that interesting thing, isn't it? That you tell the truth and you have bad consequences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Unexpectedly, because you think that it should always lead to something good or better or mm-hmm. something and in this case it's that angle it's the twist um of of the facts of the truth mm-hmm. to a completely unexpected advantage for someone else or the consequences of revealing that and how someone uses it then yeah. and i just thought it was really a good thing to mm-hmm. to have um, in effectively, you know, primarily children's animation, yeah, as well. No, I know, I, I, I know I, we keep saying no, this. I but, know it's more yeah, than that, but I mean, is. it is also, it's, you know, it's the ninth season of a TV show. Yeah. Any anybody who was a kid when they started are definitely an adult now. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think yeah. the other side of it of of this point is the information that is being delivered, that truth to the Senate, and. Because I absolutely loved the Bad Batch being called in mm-hmm. and 
infiltrating into the Venator class starship. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that whole thing was fantastic. And I loved, amongst others, just the escape. Um, I kind of like the start your engines, uh, just maximum chaos in mm-hmm. order for them to to escape their predicament. You know, yeah. they're in the capital of the galactic empire. Mm-hmm. They're right in, in the heart of the, the beast. heart yeah. of the beasts, mm-hmm. as you say, in an imperial starship yep. dockyard, and. I love that they start the engines and it's causing absolute chaos and mayhem down as all these clone troopers are coming in to, you know, deal with them. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw it's such a great touch with the escape pods just oh, being yeah. popped out. It was really good. Very cool. Very it, good. it actually really felt a believable way of escaping, um, out of a situation that looks kind of hopeless, yeah. you know? Yeah. It made sense. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The, the actual action part of this is even... We've, I know we haven't talked that much about it, but it is all fantastic. Like, yeah. the escape from the sniper with the senator, like, all that. The death of the, the sniper, the, the, the clone sniper. Mm-hmm. Then all the way to when, yeah, the, the infiltration and the escape. Like, all top-notch, all foot. Like, and if it was... A smaller episode or less so, like this would be our a lot of our main points. Absolutely, yeah. But for me, one of the interesting bits, even at the end of this, is the question I have for you: Is did did the batch win? We've talked about this a few mm-hmm. times. Usually, it, they are on a bit of a losing streak, mm-hmm. and in this, they completed their mission, but they still lost, and exactly. they lost a team member. Yeah, they've got a run of a streak of bad luck. I, I'm mm-hmm. like a twelve parsecs long. <laughs> distance, not time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, you're right. It is. It is an interesting one. And you know, in, in in my head, I'm trying to just line up exactly what happened and and who who was the winner here. The plan for the emperor was to get his own army in place, yeah. and the challenge to Rampart was that he was going to have to give reparations he was going to have to develop a bill in cooperation with all the other other senators bit of give and take here and there exactly as they do in all political realms and what's happened is that bill's been thrown out and the emperor's gotten exactly what he needs and he's in charge of it all because of the actions of the bad batch so um so it it, it wouldn't have gone well either way anyway um there would have been a, an army in place either way it looked like it was going towards Rampart to get his army, but now it's even yeah. worse yeah. because they've told the truth. So, yeah. I, I thought the alarm as the Emperor comes up mm. through the middle was an interesting choice because it was almost <laughs> like, oh, is the Senate under attack? Right. I actually felt it was, and I guess in some ways it, it is, is because Emperor Palpatine is coming in and he'll dissolve it mm-hmm. at some point in the future. But... um. I just thought it was an interesting choice. It felt like a warning siren rather than I, you know, I guess mm-hmm. some kind of hail of trumpets for the <laughs> the emperor. Yeah. Um. So I just thought it was a really interesting choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. It was. It's a. That's. Um... But it felt the right choice in a sense <laughs> for the emperor. And I mean, I guess if a massive thing coming up from the middle mm. of, of the Senate floor is happening, I guess you do need some kind of warning. Yeah. Can you like, imagine if you're walking above the top of it? At the it's time? like a truck backing up. Yeah. 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 It's that time. 
beep, beep, <laughs> wide load, reversing. <laughs> I think that's it for the main points of the episode, main discussion. The episode's a big episode, uh, lots to talk about in there uh, overall. But is there any other points or notes that you guys want to pull out? Quick one for me is just that, that obviously these new clone assassins, I, I think we may find that they, they may be like on par with the batch. So mm. I think like that could be where we'll see like a final fight at the end will be this new unknown clone class and the mm-hmm. batch fighting it out. Actually, you saying that, Chris, it suddenly come to me. It's like, yes, they are bred, mm-hmm. they're cloned for this. But I guess, you know, nature versus nurture. I wonder if it's Cross her who is training them mm. with the sniper. <gasps> oh! Oh, that was his special mission. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's his mission. To, that's what's going through my head, yeah. So that actually they are the product of his training. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense now. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That could be it. That could be it. Yeah, I guess we'll find out as the season goes on. Any, any other notes? Um, yes, I like how Omega read uh, Senator Batoni, the Kaminoan, mm-hmm. um, were... Effectively, she didn't really give two hoots about her poor, like, um, planet. Mm. And yeah, any any of the Kaminoans that are spread across the galaxy, well, I don't care about them anyway. Yeah, I know. I was, can't I was give like, any thinking, more power. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the rest then. of your race? Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of like how um, Omega just speaks up at that moment because um, she's kind of been assigned to Senator mm. uh, Chuchi. Um, so I, I liked how she, she spoke up to say, uh, and, and changes Batoni's mind, you know, because it's like, no, that's my home. What's happened there is brutal. It's mm-hmm. awful. And at least Batoni gets the message through her long, sort of thick head. Yes, yes. Speaking <laughs> of, though, she saw Omega. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if she was involved in any of this Alpha Omega secret work mm. question mark maybe she would because people being senator and working on some ramparts kind of special projects mm. or at least kind of siphoning money understanding that i'm assuming she knows who omega is maybe yeah yeah maybe like or at least with omega now with the senator mm. and with rampart no seeing her like she didn't hide so they, they we may get some consequence of that in the future yeah maybe it'd yeah. be interesting to see yeah, no, I thought Rampart was going to recognize Amiga as well at that moment, but then got, he really got distracted by Mass Amida, um, walking down the corridor. I guess yeah. he, he knew, um, he was in trouble. Yes. yes, absolutely. And she has grown quite a bit since last season as well. So. Yes. A whole yes. six centimeters. Yeah. Well, yes. Depends on how big your TV is, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just just one of the ones I want to point out um, I, I like that they reused our, uh, a pretty big location from uh, from the Clone Wars we uh, go to the garage owned by the Martez sisters who we saw uh, last season that's where Rex and uh, and Senator Chuchi bring uh, the the te- the the sniper to interrogation ah, yes. so we saw the martez sisters last season in, in bad batch and that's where uh so katana hid out after she left the jedi order, order as well so we know that location very well uh the uh so that's where rex is using to hide out as well so uh, that's quite cool very cool yeah very good and also like that uh not only do we have andor for kids uh in the show we also have the wire for kids here as bail organa tells uh 
Chuchi to follow the money. You'll know where it <laughs> takes you. Uh, one of the most famous uh, concepts that came from The Wire, as far as I remember. Anyway, that's the first time I ever heard of it uh, as a concept uh, for the show. Follow the money, and you'll uh, you'll find where you're. You'll find the the big bad. That's what you need to do. So that's uh, how we really got like Capone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And one tiny last Andor reference as well. Um, you guys have all seen Andor. We all we all enjoyed the show. Um, that moment when. Chuchi and Rex are, are meet up for the first time when Chuchi's escaping and goes into a warehouse. That really reminded me of the moment when, when uh, Luthen Rael meets Andor for the first time, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character uh, meeting up with Andor for the first time. The, the warehouse looks really similar. It was only after I was commenting on that that I realized they meet on a different planet. So it can't be the same location, no. but it looked just the way it was laid out. It really looked like the same, uh, the same building, the same place. So uh, I thought that anyway. Good stuff. Well, I think that's a wrap on our blaster points and notes. Um, Derek, any final thoughts for episodes seven and eight? No, loved this. Really, really enjoyed this as an episode of, uh, of the bad batch. I love that the stories are, um, now telling pieces of the dark times, you know, that the fact that we were saying each of the episodes were standalone stories, but there were little elements that were being layered in, particularly around, around Echo and his choice to leave the batch. Those little, those little story points that are in there. Um, we're not going to have episodes that are dark every week. We've said that before, but having this big kind of dump of what's going on in the universe and how much it is changing. I think it was a great choice doing these two episodes together, um, getting some moments in the Senate after Revenge of the Sith and seeing the impact on the on the galaxy uh, from yeah. everything that's gone on there. I think it's great. Uh, love seeing all the characters here. Great to see Captain Rex back as well. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to this season continuing uh, with not with this style of episode, but I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the uh, with the Bad Batch as the season goes on. Uh, overall, how about yourself, Chris? What do you think of the episode? I'm with you. Um, I'm the biggest part for me right now is where this leaves us because effectively the batch is down two members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they've had a win, but not really. Um, the clone army is in disarray. We are getting the introduction of stormtroopers. I want, I, I want to see the next story. And yeah. even if it gets, if it's, if we get another in the remaining kind of half of the season, we get mm-hmm. another three dark kind of three adventure of the week and one closeout. I'm okay with that as well. Like, yeah, sure. that's going to be, it's going to be a good way of pulling it all together because this for me is, I'll stop saying Andor for kids. I mean, Andor, animated Andor. Let's call it that. It's the, it's the double A. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's where we are getting to a degree with this. Mm-hmm. These, sh- this show, like we laughing, we joke about the kind of the 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 Formula One one or the Indiana Jones one, and they're fine. They're like they're popcorn TV. Mm-hmm. They just turn our brains off for a while. But then we get these very special episodes, right. well written, well directed, well brought together, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it it it's to a degree magic on TV. So like I fully fully am backed by this. Excellent. Excellent. How about yourself, John? Final thoughts? 
Yeah, I um I really love both these episodes. Um for episode seven, I would give it four slip and tickles out of five. <laughs> um I just really enjoyed the whole setup. Um and I, I kind of this this conspiracy, I I kinda really enjoyed the, the small screen time of um Slip and 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 Cade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved this you know, thinking it was possibly cross her, um, I was like, oh, okay, getting Captain Rex back, uh, all of that. Um, it, you know, it went really, really dark. So I absolutely loved it. I just loved how it moved into episode eight. Um, and the, you know, the truth and consequences literally as the title happened. Uh, I'd give that four and a half echo relocations out of five. Nice. Um, because I, the, the Venice class retrofitting and that sort of infiltration, that bit of comedy with Wrecker's fear of heights, oh just God, the, I forgot about that. yeah, the escape yeah. really, really good. Um, you know, dare I say it, who doesn't like Emperor Palpatine? Such a great Maybe. character, yeah. um, Amazing. of movies, uh, and be, and, animation here mm-hmm. um and being voiced by uh, Ian McDermott just really good love the twist the shock of echo you know the the up till now the big villain of rampart getting his comeuppance mm-hmm. and being thrown under the bus effectively um i just really really enjoyed it um i liked how they brought in the bad batch here uh, for the the second episode of yeah. this two-parter and um, i really hope nothing against mission of the weeks i just hope that the mission of the week next week or indeed the next just the next episode mm. has i guess that rollout of the stormtroopers oh, um yeah. to some extent because we saw them in season one in at the secret facility mm. the new type you know at the time they're like new types of clone troopers you mm-hmm. saw that new um design we've seen them to some extent in this season Mm -hmm. in episode three so i i I hope they just keep a little bit of that momentum going Mm -hmm. with the consequences of this um episode so uh yeah uh really really enjoyed these two episodes excellent let's see what our fellow batchers have to say about last week's episode uh, in our feedback section we have some feedback in on last week's episode of The Bad Batch, mm-hmm. uh, Tribe. Uh, first up on Facebook, Victor Von Doom says, That is my kind of episode. <laughs> I'm always happy to visit the Wookiees. When Gunji first pulled his lightsaber, I nearly soiled my armor. <laughs> I think Rekka will eat just about anything. More episodes like this, please. I'll have to go watch Clone Wars again. I forgot Gunji was a Padawan. Yes, yes, season five of the Clone Wars. Uh, go check out that four-episode arc. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. As they are put in mortal danger mm-hmm. by the Jedi's. Also, it appears. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Good, uh, good one to watch. I'm glad you liked this episode, Victor. Yeah, great to hear you enjoyed this one. Yeah. It is always good to see uh, the Wookies, uh, but then you realise how absolutely horrendously their mm-hmm. planet and their people were treated by the empire yeah absolutely. it's always pretty shocking absolutely very different episode this week though um but maybe we'll get back to gunji in the future yeah 
definitely uh, don't mind seeing more of Gunji and indeed his other Padawans from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. They they would be um, good to pop up in the series at some other point. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise we assume that they didn't make it. Yes, Order yeah. 66. Uh, Strikes again. Hit, yes. Yeah. Hit its mark on the other Padawans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Victor. Yeah, thanks, Victor. We also had some feedback from Dr. Bob Phillips, who says, Baby Teddy Jedi Pals with domesticated giant spider pets are the best things to pick up from a smuggler's yard while failing to complete another mission. So it's a good job Gunji was there to play the part. Omega's unfailing kindness and excellent marksmanship seem to be helping this galaxy grow the nascent network of the Rebellion. And while I'm still not completely okay with child soldiers... Good things are happening. Yes, they are. Good mm-hmm. things are happening. I, I think you're right. Like, uh, Amiga is really... I guess she puts the soft social skills onto the Bad Batch mm-hmm. and can sort of weave those different uh, networks that will hopefully link to become the Rebellion. Yeah. But I think as well, the Bad Batch are doing a pretty good job. I mean, in a sense, with Gunji, it's almost like they're at least trying to resolve or apologize, mm-hmm. reconcile for their part as a clone trooper exactly. and their impact, at least following Order 66 on, yeah. on the Wookiees. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good uh, a good bit to take out of this show. And I still think they're doing a pretty good job of keeping uh, Omega out of the um, true fighting as much as possible. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Thanks, Dr. Bob, and thanks, Victor Van Doom. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear some good extra feedback for this week's episode. Make sure you email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com if you have any thoughts about this episode of The Bad Batch or any of the shows that we're covering. That's it. Thanks so much for joining us for this big discussion about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 7, and Episode 8. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with our chat about Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 9, The Crossing, coming out on February 15th. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can subscribe over on tvpodcastindustries.com. You can also leave us feedback by emailing us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or popping on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Looking forward to hearing from you there. Yes, thank you so much. And if you've enjoyed what you hear, don't forget you can head on over to patreon.com where you can support us on an ongoing basis for any galactic credit amount. Mm -hmm. Yes, you name it, put it in there and it keeps our lights going, our joints working. Our death stars moving. No, yes, that's not that's a good it. thing, John. That's oh, yeah. not a good uh, thing. No. Damn it. No, it, it, it basically it powers Palpatine's little siren. Beep, beep, beep. Every you pay for every, you pay per beat, people. That's how big it is. <laughs> yes, but yes, thank you so much for all those who do. And if you want to support us, you can. If you want to do a one-off kind of piece and just get us some blue milk or green milk, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI where you can basically buy a coffee for Derek. It helps him caffeinate it. Literally, we're intravenously just putting in his system now. It's the only way. Well, absolutely. At this stage, we're covering The Bad Batch, uh, The Last of Us, and um, upcoming next week, uh, Star Trek Picard Season 3, the final season of Star Trek Picard. That other space opera show <laughs> the other star one yes yes exactly <laughs> so lots and lots of editing lots and lots of recording but uh, enjoying every moment of it thanks so much for joining us talk to you again next time yes thank you so much and we'll speak to you again soon Bye. yes thank you so much fellow bachelors for joining us i can't wait to speak to you about the crossing next week in the meantime though keep watching keep listening and keep being bad bye bye
Bye.